The world is changing fast, but you can learn it at a slower pace. Special English. You're listening to Special English. Here is the news. A plush toy named Happy Loong has recently captured the hearts of visitors to the Gansu Provincial Museum in northwest China. Molded after a Ming Dynasty gold ornament in the shape of a Loong or Chinese dragon, over a thousand of these chubby and grinning Loong toys were sold in the first week after it made its debut earlier this year. Wu Xiaoyu, a designer of the toy, said the museum's creative cultural product design team had aimed to create a more adorable and joyous version of the traditional loom to cater for the tastes of younger people. Established in 2015, the team consists of 12 young designers, with the youngest aged 24. This innovative approach to museum souvenirs reflects a broader trend of making cultural products more appealing to young Chinese museum-goers, driving up revenue across various museums. For instance, the Palace Museum's online store offers playful and humorous souvenirs featuring emperors in Chinese history. These souvenirs range from lipsticks and fans to adhesive tape and wallets and have received rave reviews from customers. Similarly, the Liaoning Provincial Museum has developed nearly 300 types of cultural products, generating revenue of 14 million yuan, about 2 million US dollars, in 2023. According to Sui Yoshin, head of the Creative Cultural Product Center at the Gansu Provincial Museum, the success of these innovative souvenirs lies in their ability to meet the demands of young people seeking relaxation and individuality. Sui emphasized that creating Truly ingenious cultural products requires an intimate knowledge of cultural relics and their historical background. She said that only those deeply rooted in the soil of Chinese history and culture can stand the test of time. In addition to Happy Loong, the Gansu Provincial Museum offers stuffed toys inspired by the flying apsaras of the Morgau grottos and the bronze galloping horse from the Eastern Han dynasty, all of which combine rich history with Gen Z appeal. Gao Yafeng, head of the Tourism College at Lanzhou University of Arts and Science, said that such souvenirs have the potential to stimulate young people's interest in cultural heritage and encourage them to preserve traditional culture. 
Looking ahead, the museum souvenir market in China is expected to continue growing. China's Central Economic Work Conference in December 2023 proposed that the country should actively develop new consumption growth points, such as China chic goods, in 2024. This presents abundant opportunities for designers. Wu said they will continue to do their best to develop innovative and satisfying products out of love and enthusiasm. You're listening to Special English. A renovation project will be carried out this year on part of the Ba Da Ling section of the Great Wall in suburban Beijing. That is according to Yu Hai Kuan, Deputy Director of the Cultural Heritage Protection Department of Yanqin District in northern Beijing. The research-based renovation project will cover a section of the wall over 700 metres long. The project is scheduled to be completed by the third quarter. By then, the Badaling Great Wall section will be fully connected, bringing its total length to more than 20 kilometers. As one of the most popular sections of the Great Wall, the Badaling scenic area was first opened to tourists in 1958 and has since received more than 200 million visitors from home and abroad. The Great Wall has a total length of over 20,000 kilometers and consists of many interconnected walls, spanning 15 provincial-level regions, including Beijing, Hebei, and Inner Mongolia in the north, and Gansu and Xinjiang in the northwest. Yanqing district of Beijing contains considerable Great Wall resources, with the total length of the wall reaching 179 kilometres, while including wall sections made with bricks, stones and earth materials. Among these different structural types, the sections of brick and stone are considered most magnificent. You noted that research carried out and experience gained during this year's renovation efforts will provide important support for future Great Wall protection and restoration work. This is Special English. The revival of the street stall economy has continued into Spring Festival, with young Chinese entrepreneurs making the most of their extended breaks. It has been a profitable Spring Festival for 25-year-old Sheng Feng Yu. In the run-up to the Chinese Lunar New Year, Sheng and her boyfriend set up a stall in her hometown in East China's Shandong province. 
selling festive items such as spring festival couplets, car stickers and words of blessing at wet markets and street markets. As young Chinese increasingly celebrate spring festival in their own distinct ways, some have turned to the low-cost and flexible street stall economy as a means to make some extra money. On lifestyle platform Xiaohongshu, popular among young Chinese urbanites, users have been sharing their experiences of setting up stalls in their hometowns during Spring Festival. Tags such as earning over 1,000 yuan a day and setting up a stall to get rich have become popular, attracting others to also try it out. Shang and her boyfriend made 2,600 yuan, or over 360 US dollars, from 11 days of selling goods at their stall. China's street stall economy has been making a comeback as part of efforts made by local officials to add impetus to the market. Cities across China have expanded areas where street stalls are permitted and lifted restrictions on brick-and-mortar stores wishing to operate outdoor stalls. In Neijiang, a city in the southwestern Sichuan province, 18-year-old student Deng Yuman set up a stall offering lanterns, selling out as early as Lunar New Year's Eve. Deng said that the flow of people before the Chinese Lunar New Year was huge, and everyone was more willing to spend money during the festive season. Deng made 500 yuan in total after buying 50 lanterns for 100 yuan. Both Shang and Deng said they plan to set up street stalls again during future spring festivals, expanding their products and the scale of their businesses. You're listening to Special English. Chongqing Jiangbei International Airport has announced that a new direct passenger air route will be launched on March the 19th to link southwest China's Chongqing municipality with the city of Milan in Italy. Operated by Hainan Airlines, the new service will make two round trips per week on Tuesday and Friday, with the first outbound flight departing Chongqing at 2am on March the 19th, Beijing time. The airport said the direct air route will be the first linking West China and Milan. Currently, the airport offers 21 passenger air routes to international or regional destinations and operates more than 110 flights a week. Destinations include major cities like London, Paris, Madrid, as well as Rome, Sydney and Singapore. 
According to Huang Wei, general manager of Chongqing Airport Group, the launch of the new route is essential for the establishment of a world-class airport cluster in the Chengdu-Chongqing region and the development of Chongqing as an international aviation hub. This is Special English. I love you. 我爱你. This might be the easiest way to say I love you, since there are so many other romantic expressions. No matter if you are a rookie, 你好, or a sophisticated learner, 我来北京五年了, there is definitely something that will interest you. Check out Takeaway Chinese, a world that starts with 你好. Sideline Story brings you all things sports-related. The hottest topics, latest events, juiciest stories, all with a very personal take. Subscribe to Sideline Story Podcast for heated sports discussions covering events that are happening in China and around the world. This is Special English. China has eased its visa-free policy for entering the country's southern island province of Hainan, allowing eligible visitors to enter the province for more purposes. China's National Immigration Administration said in a statement that visitors from countries such as Russia, France, the United States, as well as Brazil, Japan, and the United Arab Emirates are allowed to enter Hainan visa-free for purposes including business, a tourist visit, visiting a relative, medical treatment, an exhibition or sports. The statement said that such visitors can stay in Hainan province for up to 30 days. The previous policy also allowed visitors from those countries to enter Hainan visa-free, but only for tourism purposes. The statement from the administration said the new policy aims to advance reform and opening up across the board in Hainan and to support the construction of the Hainan Free Trade Port. You're listening to Special English. Among various options for winter activities during the Spring Festival holiday in China, the southwestern province of Yunnan has become a popular destination for parents and their children. Yunnan boasts spectacular natural landscapes, biodiversity and diverse ethnic groups. Tourists can meet one of the rarest ethnic groups in China along the mysterious Nujiang River Valley, encounter numerous flora and fauna in the tropical Shishuangbana, explore the unique architecture and culture in the ancient towns of Dali, or learn how tea has infused in Chinese people's lives by tracing the fragrance of tea leaves in Pu'er city.
to welcome children of different ages, as well as their parents, Yunnan Travel Agency Association launched 10 themed routes in January, including popular regions such as Xishuang Banner, Kunming and Dali. As the visitors travel across these places, they can not only broaden their knowledge about geography and rare species, but also experience local culture and customs. For example, the farming tour route launched in Dali offers activities such as vegetable planting, scarecrow making and net fishing. Parents and children can participate and learn together. Such winter camps, or research and study tours, have been catching on across the country. Data from China Tourism Academy shows that the number of such visits increased to 6 million in 2022 from nearly 5 million in 2019. Back in 2016, the Ministry of Education and 10 other departments jointly released a document about promoting research and study tours for students. It asked local governments to develop different routes based on real life and school curricula. In 2017, the Comprehensive Practical Activity Curriculum Guidelines for Primary and Secondary Schools, released by the Ministry, clarified that comprehensive practice activities are required courses in the National Compulsory Education and Ordinary Senior High School curriculum programmes. With policy support, educational institutions and travel agencies promote different research and study tour products across the country providing more choices for students to learn outside the classroom. This is Special English. Shanghai Jiao Tong University has released the news that a large spectroscopic telescope it developed to search for exoplanets is scheduled to be completed and put into operation in northwest China in 2026. The telescope, named Jiao Tong University Spectroscopic Telescope, will be built on Sai Shetang Mountain, near the town of Langhu, where Qinghai Province has set up an astronomy observation site. With an aperture of 4.4 metres, the telescope can facilitate rapid switching between target sources, which enables timely spectral observations. According to scientists, it is expected to achieve a series of breakthrough research results in several fields, including time-domain astronomy and exoplanet exploration. The university said in a statement that the telescope will remain the most dominant spectral telescope in China 
for a considerable period of time. The developer stressed that its high-precision spectrometer will enable simultaneous multi-target and high-precision spectral observations, making it the first of its kind worldwide. The telescope is expected to significantly enhance the efficiency of exoplanet detection. You're listening to Special English. That is the end of this edition of Special English. To recap, I'm going to read one of the news items again at normal speed. Please listen carefully. A plush toy named Happy Loon has recently captured the hearts of visitors to the Gansu Provincial Museum in northwest China. Modelled after a Ming Dynasty gold ornament in the shape of a loon or Chinese dragon, over a thousand of these chubby and grinning loon toys were sold in the first week after it made its debut earlier this year. Wu Xiaoyu, a designer of the toy, said the museum's creative cultural product design team had aimed to create a more adorable and joyous version of the traditional loon to cater to the tastes of young people. Established in 2015, the team consists of 12 young designers, with the youngest aged 24. This innovative approach to museum souvenirs reflects a broader trend of making cultural products more appealing to young Chinese museum-goers, driving up revenue across various museums. For instance, the Palace Museum's online store offers playful and humorous souvenirs featuring emperors in Chinese history. These souvenirs range from lipsticks and fans to adhesive tape and wallets, and have received rave reviews from customers. Similarly, the Liaoning Provincial Museum has developed nearly 300 types of cultural products, generating revenue of 14 million yuan, about 2 million US dollars in 2023. According to Sui-Yo Shin, head of the Creative Cultural Product Center at the Gansu Provincial Museum, the success of these innovative souvenirs lies in their ability to meet the demands of young people seeking relaxation and individuality. Sway emphasised that creating truly ingenious cultural products requires an intimate knowledge of cultural relics and their historical background. She said that only those deeply rooted in the soil of Chinese history and culture can stand the test of time. In addition to Happy Loom, the Gansu Provincial Museum offers stuffed toys inspired by the flying apsaras of the Morgau Grottos and the bronze galloping horse from the Eastern Han Dynasty, all of which combine rich history with Gen Z appeal. Gao Yafang, head of the Tourism College at Lanzhou University of Arts and Science, said that such souvenirs have the potential to stimulate young people's interest in cultural heritage and encourage them to preserve traditional culture. Looking ahead, the museum souvenir market in China is expected to continue growing. China's Central Economic Work Conference in December 2023 proposed that the country should actively develop new consumption growth points, such as China chic goods, in 2024. This presents abundant opportunities for designers, who said they will continue to do their best to develop innovative and satisfying products out of love and enthusiasm. That is the end of today's programme. I hope you'll join us every day to learn English at a slower pace.
We all enter this world with a universal greeting. We then learn to speak. Though our languages, cultures, and traditions may differ, we still share one thing in common. We have hope for humanity and the world. An additional Railway Company, Deutsche Director Bahn, of the International the Monetary Foundation. Hear the difference with CGTN Radio. Join our global network to connect with the world. CGTN Radio. Hear the difference.